0: Thank you for joining us for our Renewal City Church podcast. If you're looking for ways to get involved, join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Roxy Theater in Longview, or find us online at rcclongview.org. We hope you're blessed and that this message finds you well. Normally when I get up to talk, I'm I'm excited, right? Because it's like, good news. And as I was preparing this week, I was like, a lot of this is bad news, because I think peacemaking is something that we're just not very good at. And even early on in the week, I'm like, this is going to be bad, because I'm going to have to go in and tell everybody how bad of a job they're doing. Because I'm pretty good at it, right? That's what I'm thinking. And then as the week goes on, I'm like, oh, that conversation I just had, that was awesome at peace breaking." And then after I did that for the third time this week, I was like, oh, well, that's three peace breakings and zero peacemakings this weekend. So it's like, yeah, I'm not good at it either. Um, it, it's hard work. After I was, like, going through this, I could realize that peacemaking is really hard work. Um, I'm already jumping ahead. That is the first fill-in. There's fill-ins on the table. I forgot to tell you guys about this. There's little sheets. There's 21 fill-in-the-blanks. Now, you should never do this if you're ever going to teach. Don't get 21 fill-in-the-blanks. That's way too many. I asked Susie last night. I go, is this okay? She said yes. So if you guys don't like it, you can blame her. Um, Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. So it's hard work. That's our first thing. Um, So today we're going to talk about, let me give you a little roadmap of where we're going to go so this all makes sense. We're going to look at what Jesus did. On the cross, that's always a good place to start, right? And then we're going to see what a few other people said about peacemaking. And then we're going to spend a lot of time in the back half of Romans, because there's about four chapters there where Paul's like, just goes through, there's, there's got to be some trouble in the church, right? And he's like, guys, knock it off. And he spends a long time on that. And the good thing about that at the end was that Paul, when he got done, he said, guys, I spoke kind of boldly on a few issues here, right? But I know you're still good people. And I thought that was really, like, reassuring, because I'm kind of, like, getting this feeling as I'm reading through it that Paul's just angry. And as I was studying this week, I was like, I'm kind of angry, too, because we're bad at this, right? And it's like, but when he got done, he's like, hey, listen, I know that comes off kind of harsh, but listen, you're all good people. And I know that we can be better at this. All right, so we're continuing our series. we will get on to my... My second intro um, that we're talking about learning from Jesus, we're talking about that verse in Matthew chapter 11 that that reads like this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our whole intent is that we would find the easy yoke for us, right? Right? Peacemaking is the easy yoke. It's a lot of work, but it's still what's going to bring joy to our life. It's going to give us a more completeness, a fullness of life. Um, I'd almost say peacebreaking is super easy, right? There's like one step to peacebreaking. There's like 21 fill-in-the-blanks for peacemaking. Um, but it's where we want to live because that's where our, what we're created to do. God designed us a certain way. And when we're peacemaking, that's in harmony with how we were made. And that's where we find joy in our life. Also, small disclaimer before we get started. This can be a sensitive subject, especially in our world today, right? Because there's a lot of things we've had to complain about over the last couple of years. We're good at complaining. And some of us are like entrenched in our, our, no, I'm here, right? And we're speaking out against that, and we're speaking out in probably ways that are peace-breaking ways. I know over the last two years, I've played medical expert, political expert, social justice expert. And I've done it in ways that were not peacemaking. They were peace-breaking ways for sure, because I'm, I'm positive I have the right answers, right? As I'm sure you guys have the right answers too, right? I mean, we all feel that, right? It's our, We know what we're doing. So anyway, I don't want to offend anybody. If you're offended by today in any way, I'm sorry. And then I'll just say, you guys probably should pray about that with God. See, maybe there's a reason. I'm just saying, that's go to the Lord with it. Paul says that later on. He says, you got a problem? Take it to the Lord. All right, we're going to get started. Hard work, Romans 14, 19. Paul says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace. And the reason I think he says every effort there is it is a lot of effort. All right, we're going to jump right into what Jesus, with Jesus at the cross. Um, Isaiah calls Jesus the Prince of Peace, probably a well-deserved title. He's the only one who ever reconciled an entire, entire world um, to their God, right? That's part of a big achievement. I don't think any of us are ever going to make that one. So... Um, one, two things we can learn from the cross. Jesus loves everyone. He came to save everyone. We find that in 1 John 2.2. 2. That is also going to be your second fill in the blank is that peacemakers love everyone. So we have to take the example from Jesus. So what does everyone include, right? I kind of just made a quick list. Um, idiots. includes idiots, murderers vaxxers anti-vaxxers mask wearers anti-mask wearers it includes republicans democrats black lives matter folks blue lives matter folks drug stealers drug users alcoholics child abusers the homeless criminals and tweakers god loves all those people right and there might be some like that of those on the list that we've probably like spoke badly about and that we probably don't like but god calls us to love all of those people that's a tough. That's a tough first step right there. Um, Jesus' love has no bounds; no sin is too great for Jesus to love past, and we also have to believe the same way. This summer, we talked about Paul's story a couple of times in kids' church, and about the road to Damascus several times. And for the first time, I was kind of struck with this story about how God has nothing bad or condemning to say to Paul, right? Here's Paul who's killing Christians, and Jesus just gives him this light, and he says, Paul, I've got a mission for you. That's it. And it's like, what love is there, right there? It's just amazing love to say, I don't care, I love you, and let's start working together. It's just this great amount of love that uh, that God can just look through past the sin that Paul had and just start working with him. Second thing we can learn from Jesus um, is about sacrifice, right? He humbled himself to come down to earth. In Philippians chapter 2, Paul says this. He says, Christ, though he was born, was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death and death even on a cross. Jesus had the mindset that this wasn't about him, right? It was about God's children, and he was going to do whatever it took to make that happen. And that's kind of the, that's our next fill in the blanks. Peacemakers sacrifice their own lives. Jesus also later said in his teaching, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, whoever loses their life for me will save it. So this is the big part. Um, We need to sacrifice our own lives, right? We need to get out of our own way to be peacemakers. We need to value ourselves a lot lower than what we do, and we need to bring others way up. So we need to, you know, our selfish ambition, our pride, all the things that we're right about. For me, it's like I always want to be super smart or come across as super smart. I got to let all that go and put that somewhere else if I'm ever going to be a peacemaker. We need to take the issues that we think are so important that we need to talk about, right? We just need to get rid of those and start loving other people. All right, we're going to move on to our next one, which... Blessed are the peacemakers. That's something that Jesus had to say in the Sermon of His Mount on the Mount. The whole verse is Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. As I was thinking this week, I was like, one, I have a romantic idea about this, right? I just I wish this was the way Christians were. I wish it was whenever there was a problem in the world that people would like. And in, in cinematic form, right? Because that's how I think. You know, it's like early morning, and you like see some shadowy figures coming over the ridge as the sunlight's rising. And it's like the Christians, right? And these people are like, Hallelujah, the Christians are here. They will bring peace. They will solve our problems. They have godly wisdom, right? That's how I wish our world worked. It's, it's not really how it works as you start looking at our world. Because I wanted to flip this verse around and say, you know, The children of God should be called the peacemakers. But I don't think if I, like, took a survey of 10,000 people and asked them what they thought the children of God were about, any of them would say they were peacemakers. And for me, that's alarming, right? It's, like, super convicting. I'm like, wow, why are we not there? And my answer I came up with originally early in the week was, like, we're just bad at this. But I think as I worked through this, I realized this is super hard to do, to be a peacemaker. Easy to be a peacebreaker. It's easy to be nice. It's easy to kind of love somebody. But to be a peacemaker, it's up there. It's hard to do. And I think as the church in general, the big C church, not saying renewal, not saying you guys. um, I mean, we're really known for, like, our judgment and our condemnation of not— of people, and not accepting people, which is really sad, and that's something we really need to think, fix, and I think one of the big things is that we have our own self-righteousness that we really need to work on, about we are this people that are elevated, and set aside, and we're, we're awesome, and we need to tell everybody else how to live, and I don't really find that in the gospel anywhere. Jesus doesn't say, hey, go forth and tell everybody how to live, right? He says, go love people, And not worry about how awesome you are and how poor they seem to be, but just focus on loving them. All right, moving on to other things Jesus said, just down a little bit in Matthew 5.21, our next fill-in-the-blank, peacemaking is important. There's a little story in there about um, Jesus talking about murder and being angry with your brother, and then he says, if you come to the altar and you have a problem with your brother, I want you to just leave your sacrifice. Stop whatever you're doing. Go to your brother and be reconciled, right? That's how important it is. You've come to worship me. I don't No. Go be reconciled. Peacemaking is that important. And it's interesting to pair this with a story of Mary and Martha, right, where Martha's like, Jesus, Mary won't help me in the kitchen. He's like, hey, Mary has chosen what is the best thing to do, and that's to sit at my feet and listen. You know, it was like want to put those two stories together, and then he would have said, "Unless she's not reconciled with her brother, then she needs to leave and go take care of that." Right? Put those two together. I don't know. Maybe that's a stretch. You guys tracking with that? It's got some nods out there. Okay. So I find peacemaking is important. I think that's what Jesus is trying to say there. All right. Our next one is peacemaking is a pursuit. The author of Hebrews says we make every effort to live in peace with everyone. In Proverbs we find um, deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, but those who plan plan for peace have joy. And in Psalms 34 it says, "Turn from evil and do good; seek peace and pursue it." And that must have been a good, pretty good verse because Peter also quoted it in First Peter. So I think in order to make it to be a peacemaker, um, you have to do, you have to pursue it. You have to go after it. It's not just going to happen by being nice to people. You have to actively pursue peace. All right. So now we're going to move on to the part where we're going to spend most of our time. Um, those back, half, back chapters of Romans 12 through 14. And that starts with Paul asks us to be living sacrifices, right? That was already our third fill-in, right? We need to get out of the way of ourselves. Um, And in the middle, we find that verse we already talked to to make every effort that leads to peace. It's hard work. That was our first point. And then at the end, oh, look at these are my notes that are like not coordinating because I got out of order already. He talks about everybody being good people. But we're going to jump right down to Romans 12 too. It says, peacemakers do not conform to the pattern of this world. And our world right now, super divisive, Right? And it's almost to the point where we, I don't know, celebrate people who are really crafty at breaking other people down. Is that true, right? I mean, you go on social media and you have all sorts of examples of, oh, look at how this guy burned this guy. That's awesome. People are like, yeah, he's so clever. And uh, (laughs) we get caught up in that, don't we? Right? Sometimes we jump into it. We're like, oh, I'm smart too. I can do this. I can be clever. I can be funny. And a lot of times, it's really peace-breaking material and not peacemaking material. And we need to not get caught up in what's going on in the world around us, um, but being focused on God, right? Next one, 12.3, peacemakers are humble, do not think more highly of themselves than they ought to. All right, this is a big one for me, because I like to think, Mike is so smart and good at everything. And I, I just need to humble myself and say, no, I am just average or probably even below average in a lot of things. Plus, it doesn't matter, right? Does it really matter? No, it doesn't really matter. Um, And why doesn't it matter? Well, Romans 12, 3, 8. Um, Paul talks a lot about everyone working together. The the fill-in-the-blank there is peacemakers desire unity. So we're all together on one team. We all got a role to play. Everybody's valuable in the equation and we have to be unified as one, right? There's nobody that's super awesome and nobody's super lame. We all have a part to play on the team. All right, we're going to drop down to Romans 12.9. Peacemakers are sincere. And I love this part. This was really well written. Paul did a great job right here. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. It's awesome, right? It's really easy for us to say, I love somebody, but to to practice that, just like with the stuff in this verse, that's totally different, right? That's effort. That's work. We've got to sincerely love people if we want to be peacemakers. Next fill in the break is fill in the blank is peacemakers are focused on the Lord. I skipped over a verse in that passage before. It's like this: never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So I love what Paul says. He's like, you want to be intense about stuff, right? Because we want to be intense about stuff. All like the stuff that's been going on. Some of us have been super intense about that. We spoke our mind very strongly about that. But he's, Paul says, hey, you want to take that intensity? And serve the Lord. Why don't you take that intensity and go help the homeless? Why don't you take that intensity and go help orphans and widows and people who are struggling in school? Do something else with it that's like peacemaking and building up your community. So we're focused on the Lord if you want to be a peacemaker. We need to get our eyes off of the troubles and disputes that are happening here and do God's work. Romans 12.12 Um Be patient in affliction. So peacemakers are patient. Slow to anger. Talking about social media. So when you want to fire off that reply really fast because you're angry about something somebody said, yeah, rein it in, install the clutch. Take a while to think about that. Pray about it. Talk to the Lord about it. Get off social media. Never go back. (laughs) Be really good. Even when something happens in your office at work, there's several occasions where I've just gone and take a walk around the block. It's a good thing to do. All right, moving on. Peacemakers love their enemies. I'm slipping in a verse from Matthew chapter 5 here. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Just because that goes so well with the verse in Romans 12, 14, which is, Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. And your next fill-in-the-blank is peacemakers, bless those who persecute them. Right? John's over here saying good. That's, that's a tough one. Paul says do not take revenge, do not repay evil with evil. I think even those are easy. But then he says overcome evil with good. So you got to bless those who persecute you. That's tough. When we were, I was at a Bible quiz one time, and there was a guy, he was talking about um, translating the Bible into the Hawaiian language. And he said one of the things that um, they had in there was what they called the great reversal, that Jesus would do these things that were a great reversal of, like, the way we think, right? And this is one of those. It's like, oh, you have someone who's persecuting you Let me tell you what to do. Go be nice to them. it's like, what? Right? Because that's totally opposite of the way we think. But it also gets back to that easy yoke stuff, right? This is the way we're supposed to do it. This is how we're made to be. So when we do that, things go well. All right. Next one. Peacemakers do not complain. That's the second half of that verse, right? Do not curse them. Just don't complain about things. I'll tell you the three times this week that I was peace-breaking, I was complaining about something. I would have said at the time, I'm just venting my frustrations, but I was really complaining to some, about something, and I was complaining to t- people I just really didn't even need to talk to about it. And at the point, I was dragging somebody else down. And I think we all do that a lot. I think now just for your mental health, you maybe need one person to vent to at times, but it should probably just be one person and probably just your spouse or something like that, and then you probably should say, all right, I really love that person. They just frustrated me. I'm ready to move on with my life. Not everybody at work or however else you want to do it. Don't complain. All right, you guys ready for this one? This one's a little rough. Peacemakers, submit to the governing Authorities. Romans 13:1 says, let everyone be subject to the governing governing authorities. Verse 7 says, we should pay our taxes. It says you should give what you owe to everyone. And it even goes on to detail it out to include respect those who deserve respect and honor those who deserve honor. And it doesn't say only when your political team is working, winning. There's not that conditioner in, the, in there. Um, that's a rough one, right? That's, that's probably one we fail at a lot. And as I was thinking about this, I think in part of that verse goes on to explain. Um, if you think about us, we're, like, down here, right? And then the governing authorities are, like, here. And then God's, like, way up here. And we seem to, like, want to get, like, wrapped up in this toil that's going down here. Well, we really should be just focusing up here and ignoring that. Right? Easier said than done. Romans 14, 13, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Your next filling in the blank blank there is peacemakers do not judge others. I was joking with Mackenzie last night because she's like, hey, where are the questions? It's like, Mackenzie, don't judge me. They're not done yet. (laughs) Um, So that includes inside the church. Don't judge inside the church. We do that really well here in America from church to church about what church is doing it right, what church is doing it wrong. All of that, we need to stop that. Um, We don't need to do it outside the church. We don't need to have this attitude that... We as Christians are way better than those who aren't Christians and judge what they're doing in their lifestyles and whatever they got going on. Don't need to do any of that. That is all God's job. So you guys can just cross that off your list. of Do things. Saved yourselves a lot of time. I think one of the big things is humbling ourselves in this, right? The whole idea of like we think that we're really smart about what's going on. Again, leave that all the smartness stuff for God put ourselves back down here, just love on each other. And there's a verse there. I rephrase this a little bit. The kingdom of God is not about our differences that we have with people, right? It's about love, peace, and joy. So don't focus on the differences. Focus on the good stuff. All right, next fill in the blank. How are you guys doing with the fill in the blanks? We're getting near the end? It's been a lot of writing? All right, Okay. You know, kids nowadays don't even write. They just type everything in. Fast forward like 20 years, if I tried to do this, would be like, what's this pencil on the table? All right. Peacemakers build up those around them. This is that verse we've been talking about a lot, Romans 14, 19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification or the building up of others, depending on what version you have. So it's not just enough to, like, love your enemies. You also need to go build them up. That's an easy one, right? People you don't like, you say, man, you've got a wonderful smile. I love that suit you're wearing today. I love the energy you have, how you pursue things, right? Stuff like that. That's just exactly what we want to say to people we don't like, right? That's what the Bible calls us to do. It's another one of those great reversal things, right? Not what the world would do, but what God wants us to do. All right, Romans 14, 22. Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Our fill-in-the-blank there is peacemakers think before they speak. Um, If you jump over to, and I encourage you guys to do this just in your afternoon, when you're at home this afternoon, you're thinking, what am I going to do? Break open your Bible. Pull up James chapter three, read through that. It's a great read. Uh, I was gonna put it into the sermon, but like I already had 21, right? Blank, so we would have been here a little while longer. In there, James says, No human being can the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. So in that whole verse, James talks about, watch what you say. Then he talks about two kinds of wisdom, which is kind of like the whole yoke thing again, right? This, there's an easy way to do things, there's a bad way to do things. Um, And then he follows that up with, hey, why don't you guys be peacemakers at the end? Um, But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, Think before you speak, right? Our words can be so, so harmful, and they can also be so, so good, right? So you guys get to choose what you want to have there. But pause, think about how to make them good before they come out. All right, Romans 15, 7. Accept one another, Jen, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. So our fill in the blank there there is peacemakers accept others. So this verse translated by Mike would read like this. When you guys were idiots, God really loved you and still came down and took care of things. Right? So, I mean... Put that on yourself, and then this week as you're dealing with somebody and you're thinking, man, this guy's an idiot, you can sit there and think, oh, but I really love him, and I'm going to sacrifice some of my time right now just to make his life better. All right, Romans 15:13, getting near the end. May, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill in the blank there is peacemakers trust in God above all things. I love this verse because there's like this cause and effect relationship. Um, We trust in God, right? And then he fills us, and then we overflow to others. So the main thing there is we need to really trust in God first. And we can't trust in our arguments. We can't trust in our, our expertise or our cleverness or how smart we think we are. really need to look to God and trust in him. And I think in all of this, like when you're in those moments of conflict or arguments or things that are frustrating you, this is really the spot to start, right? Take some time in prayer, get on your knees, seek the face of God. That's where you need to start. And then if God's still telling you like, hey, I've called you to do this thing, I mean, then go do it. But I think a lot of times we jump into things, it's like, I feel this is important, but we forget to check in with God. So just even this week, we were uh, we were here at The Chosen, watching The Chosen, which a lot of you guys have not been showing up to. And I don't know if you've not seen this yet. This is a little rabbit trail. This is really good quality stuff. I mean, I'd put this right up there with anything I'm watching on, like, Netflix or Disney+. Plus. I mean... It's not your normal cheesy Christian stuff. This is actually super good just TV for entertainment value if you want to come watch it. And you guys should all be here on Wednesday. I'm just going to say that. You should all be here. Um, Anyway, we were talking. We had a little group, uh, discussion group afterwards, and I said this week that I was going to practice more on praying and going instead of going and then praying. That's something I've always struggled with in my life, so that goes right in with that thing. Pray, then go, don't go, then pray. All right, so that gets us to the end. So now if you're thinking, man, that was a lot to take in, I'm going to break this down to three points for you real quick. So if you want to flip your paper over and say, what are the big three things I need to remember, you can write these down. One, God, trust in him, right? He's the most powerful thing above everything. Focus on God. If you want to be a peacemaker, that's where it all starts at. Two, us. We need to humble ourselves, think less of ourselves, get out of the way, right? Bring ourselves way down to the bottom. Um, And then three, others. We need to start bringing other people up, even people we don't like. We need to love them, care for them, bless them, compliment them, do good things in their life. All right. We're going to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to pray for forgiveness for our shortcomings. Uh, Forgive us for thinking so much about ourselves. Forgive us for not trusting you as much as we should. We just ask that you would be with us um, as we try to bring peace to the world, as we try to reconcile relationships, as we try to be those peacemakers that you want us to be. And that people would see you through that effort. They would see you through our love. And they would come to know you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. There's some questions on the table. The first question may seem odd. But I just want you guys to start fights with that question. If somebody answers it wrong, think about how you're judging them. All right. So we're going to do discussion time, about 10, 15 minutes, then communion.